Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Charity Cook from Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining me today, Charity. Thank you for having me. Well, Charity, I'm here at a conference in um, Canada, New Brunswick, Canada, and you are here with Global Awakening. Tell me a little bit about Global Awakening and how you got involved. Okay, Global Awakening is um, a healing and um, impartation ministry. It really focuses on equipping the body of Christ to move in what Jesus has provided for us. And so I got connected. It was founded by uh, Dr. Randy Clark, who was used in the Toronto Blessing. And uh, Dr. Clark started the Global School of Supernatural Ministry in 2006. And I was a student um, in that first year of the ministry school. And I began working for the ministry at that time. And when I finished school, I actually went full-time with the ministry and have been with them now for almost 12 years. Wow. Well, I heard you uh, preach yesterday, and I also heard you be part of a service last night with words of knowledge. Now, God speaks to you in dreams and visions. Is that right? He does. He often does. And he gave you some specific... I can't quite remember if it was um, sickness, disease, or what was it that you spoke to last night for people that was in the crowd? Um, I had a couple of sicknesses. One was uh, type 1 diabetes and then also some heart condition. And also there was, um, I had a feeling of people who had come that maybe weren't from the same stream. They'd been standing in a lot of faith for their healing, but they'd come because they just now needed to be the time that they needed to see it happen. Well, we know that God, according to his word, he is, he's a real God and he wants to, he wants to journey with real people. And since we were created in his image, that would be all of us, right? It would be. And we know that healing is our portion. If we read that scripture uh, in Psalm 107, 20, he said, he sent his word and he healeth thee. And I just loved how um, your team last night just sort of, it all flowed together. God spoke to you all in different ways. And the way God communicates with us, Charity, is um, it's different for each of us. Um, can right. you expand upon that? Um, yeah, I think God is God. So there's so many different ways he can speak. And I think not only does he speak to each of us differently, and it's important to know that we're individuals and God just because he, he operates and talks to one person one way doesn't mean it has to be that way for me. And I think that's really important, but also not putting God in a box that he always has to speak to me the same way. So sometimes he speaks to me in dreams and visions, and but there's a lot of ways to hear from God. And um, I'll, I'll often just get impressions of things. That's another th way that I'll hear from him. I'll just know. Sometimes I see pictures. So there's lots of ways that God can speak and just being ready to, to receive from him in all those different ways. What are some other dreams or how has God interacted with you or some other impressions, dreams that you've had for other conferences? Uh, well, I, I know one time we were in Brazil and um, one thing that, and this is kind of the dream I had this week, I actually had a dream of a family member who had all those issues and, and so I knew what to pull out because I knew my family member. And uh, one time I was in Brazil, in just a similar setting, that um, I was taking a nap, 
woke up and in the dream I had, um, well, I, I guess a couple of them that was similar to this. I had a dream that my brother uh, had lost his arm and I woke up and I went, We, you know, I was on staff, so I was working and I went to the store to buy something and there was a man in line that had the condition that I had seen in the dream that was my brother. And at the time, I didn't know that that's how God was speaking to me. I didn't realize it was a word of knowledge. I just thought, oh my goodness, that's so weird. I just had a dream and here's this man and I didn't do anything with it. And I felt really guilty because later I was like, I think I was supposed to pray for that man and I didn't realize that's what I was supposed to do. And, and I had to come to a place where instead of feeling guilty, I realized this was a learning moment and God was able to use this to teach me. The next time I would approach that person, I would have so much faith because you know I you don't often see that and to have a dream and so I knew it was God. Um, and there was another night that I had a dream that my brother um, something, I don't even remember the dream, but it was about my brother who, my brother had been injured. And so I spent a long time praying and he has some serious injuries. And then I prayed for my sister-in-law who also had uh, muscular dystrophy and just terminal cancer and different things like that. And I, I dreamed of both of them in the same night. The next day someone came and they asked, are we gonna pray for the terminally ill while we're on the trip? Because sometimes we'll do that an hour before the service and we see a lot of miracles happen in that hour where we're just pressing in for the, the blind, the, the deaf, the terminally ill. And uh, when the team member asked Randy if we were gonna pray for the, the, the seriously sick people, I, I you know, piped up and I said, actually, I just had a dream about my brother and, and sister-in-law. And so we did pray that night and we had some extraordinary miracles. Uh, there was a little girl that had actually been in a coma and Randy Clark had prayed for her um, probably about three or four years before and she'd come out of a coma and we never even knew the story. But she was there and she still had leg braces and the team members prayed for her and the braces came off and she was running on stage and we found out the miracle that had happened previously that we didn't even know about. And so I've learned a lot of times um, when I'm dreaming of my family members because you know I'm to have the same heart for the world around me and so that's one of the ways God speaks to me is he'll show me my family um, so yeah I have Wow, you know I find it quite interesting um, the way the the stage the platform um, that the worship team is on here um, they have flowers they have red roses white roses pink roses they have um some pots with with um lilacs and some other i can't remember the other flowers but in 2005 i believe it was i had a dream and i saw that back in 2005 i woke up wow. and i wrote the empty womb and it was for women that had lost that had emotional issues that were struggling with either a death of a child abortion maybe sexual trauma that kind of thing and and so when I arrived here and I saw that you know it just really I don't know it just impacted me a bit because um, I remember that night having that dream or vision in the night and waking up and writing that piece the empty womb and I went uh, about my day the next day and I'd be I would just meet someone and, and they would say uh, 
I just had a miscarriage. I mean, it would be a total stranger, no one that I knew. Um, or, I don't know why I would tell you this, but I'm really struggling today. I've had five miscarriages. Or, you know, it would be totally people that I, I had no idea who they were. But I learned that God was speaking to me to prepare me for the people that I would meet. Right. That's what He wants to do with everyone. Yeah, and it's so easy. There's no pressure in it. You just, you go to bed, you rest, you get up, you have information, and when you meet people, you know what to do. It's, it's downloading with Jesus. Yes, it's, so, it's great. Well, I like that word you just used, great. I saw on the, on the table, you talk about greatness. I do, I do. I talk about kingdom greatness. Can you, can you tell us about that? Yeah, I, it's actually, um, when we look at the scriptures, Jesus said that those who want to be great will become um, the servant of all and the slave of all. And so for me, I, have, you know, I grew up in a family that serves, but, and we all as Christians, we know we're supposed to serve and have humility and we know what we're supposed to do. But I remember um, about 10 years ago, I was at a, a youth event that we do in Brazil called Youth Power Invasion. And for the staff, it really, is all-out investment of our time. I think I would sleep about three or four hours a night for three weeks straight. And at the end of that event, we were throwing a party for the kids, kind of the send-off party. And I just was off by myself, and I just prayed a prayer, and I said, Lord, teach me what it means to serve. And in that prayer, I, you know, the 10 years since then, I've just been serving the Ministry of Global Awakening, and the Lord's been been teaching me a lot about what it is to serve when I don't feel like it. Usually it comes, you know, when my heart's not right, then I get the teaching moment. But um, in it, I think one of the greatest revelations I've had is not only did Jesus come to serve us, but he's an exact representation of the Father. And as I, I've studied the Trinity, recognizing um, that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and the Trinity is mutual self-giving love and that each one of them promotes the other above themselves. And that, you know, so when Jesus came and he modeled serving for us and servant leadership, he was revealing what the Godhead is like. And when, when Paul tells us that we're to prefer other people and we're to, you know, we're to lift them up, we're not to have selfish ambition, it really is when the body of Christ begins to walk in that, I think we're really gonna reveal to the world who God is because God, um, loves one another. So I'll, I have a message on kingdom greatness, and I'll talk about the fact that the the Father, you know, Jesus prayed, Father, glorify your Son so that your Son can glorify you. And so the Father lifts up the Son, the Son then lifts up the Father. And in the same way, when um, Jesus was with his disciples and he said, it's better for you that I leave so that the Holy Spirit can come. And, you know, Jesus is lifting up the Holy Spirit, but when the Holy Spirit comes, he leads them into all truth, who is Jesus. And so each one is, you know, there's no jockeying for position within the Godhead. They're each promoting the other. It's each, you know, just love for one another. And that's what we're called, you know, uh, Jesus and, you know, I think Jesus or John, the Bible says that, you know, they will know we are Christians by our love. And it's our love for one another. And that's really what reflects being Christ-like. And so for me, it's just such an important message. Well, Jesus, like you said, was a, a good example. He went about doing good healing the yeah. sick. Um, he was a true servant. You talk about um, this youth invasion. Just recently, I've been doing some ministry with youth, 
and we've been doing an after-school program. I had no idea the issues that these children, these kids face um, in junior high and high school. Um, I had no idea uh, the, it's a, it's a difficult day in our world. Yeah. But Christ has come to give them life and life more abundantly. Amen. And just last week, uh, we usually do that Friday afternoons right after uh, school and at the local rec department. And we had seven young ladies raise their hand to accept Christ. And there's nothing, there's not anything that I had ever done or will ever do that will compare to seeing those little girls raise their hands. Um, yeah, I, I love the youth trip because I see kids, you know, a lot of the kids that come, they, they love the Lord, but it's been their parents relationship it's been their parents religion and even if they have their own relationship with the lord it's still this is what i grew up believing you know that it hasn't been a lot of personal encounter and so for the kids they come and they have a personal encounter with god and they see god use them you know to heal the sick and all of a sudden it's real and it's not just what my mom believes or what my dad believes it becomes their faith and it becomes their relationship with god and i have seen so many kids just get set you know because in in those years when you're you know i think our trip is 13 to 29 and it's such an impressionable age you begin to question what's really true what you know what worldview am i going to take and um, for so many of those kids they they encounter god and it's so important whether you go on this trip or you know I, and for me that's my story was encountering god as a child and as a youth and it just sets you and then when the other temptations come in there's still temptations but you have something to ground you and so i just absolutely love the trip and that's why i'm willing to work for three weeks without you know with very little sleep and and i've been doing it now i think this year will be my 10th or 11th year doing it i go in a couple weeks and i just you know i've seen so many kids so, you know there was one girl that came and i remember i was like you know registration day and she was saying i, I was excited you know trying to get her happy and, <laughs> and i was saying you know it's, you're gonna have so much fun. This is gonna be a great trip. And she's like, eh, you know, that kind of thing. And by the end of the trip, she, you know, she confessed that when I was at home, I, I thought, well, I better throw all my pot away if I'm gonna go on this Christian trip. And by the end of the trip, she was ready to go to the Global School of Supernatural Ministry. She wanted to live her life for the Lord. There was another young lady. We were at a church and we had a prayer team. And uh, we wanted everyone to pray on their own because there were so many people that needed prayer. And two of the girls were praying together. So I went and I was administrating and I was saying, you know, can I have you girls separate so that we can pray for more people? And there was just total fear came over the one girl. And she just looked in so much panic and fear that I was like, it's okay, I'll stay with you and we'll pray together for a little bit. And so I, you know, I modeled it. I prayed for the first person or two, and then I had her pray while I stood there. And when she was felt good, I left and I went and I kept doing my work. And by the end of the evening, I came back and I was sending people to snacks. And when I got to her, she would not stop praying. She's like, I don't need to eat. I just want to keep praying. And so I just love that, you know, love watching the kids have that encounter and just experience God for themselves. When they see, like you said, when they experience, when they see God answer the prayer that they prayed uh, for another individual or for their family or whatever, um, 
it does it ignites a fire in them it does it absolutely does and you know there's they still have all the the teaching and the training and just the discipleship it all still needs to be done and so i think one of the things we sometimes have is the kids will experience god at such a level that they didn't know it was even possible and then they go home and sometimes have a little bit of um everyone else should listen to me now. And so, you know, that's one of the challenges of like, yes, God loves you, He can use you, but now let's grow up into maturity. And so it's just, but it's beautiful because it sets them on a path where they want that now. And you know, it, it's worth it. And you, once you taste of God, there's just nothing else that compares. You know, as I've, I've uh, been doing this for, I think we're you know, about a month into it now, I see, I, I just, so want them to know the gift that God has placed inside of them um, because every one of them has different gifts and I just so want them to be so solid in who God created them to be that it isn't going to matter who says what about them it's not going to matter what the world how the world identifies them it's going to be what God says about them and I so want to see them operate in the supernatural because if they can begin to pray for their peers, pray for um, their school teachers and um, pray for our region um, and ignite that fire, they are the next generation to uh, carry the torch. And I'm so thankful that you're involved in that charity. Thank you. You're doing a good work. And that's exactly what we want is global awakening uh, for our youth right yes yeah and i you know taking it from taking christianity from um being a theory and one of a competing theory and worldview and making it a reality that all of a sudden once it's real then it, it's not something that has to compete for a place then you just know it's the reality and how does that fit with the world i live in and it just shifts things for kids i love it Tell me some miracles that you've seen that, during these youth events. Like God's word says, signs, wonders, and miracles should follow us. Now it doesn't say if you're an adult or if you're a youth. It just says signs, wonders, and miracles should follow us. Right. For um, those who believe. For those who believe, that's the key. Yeah. That's what I wrote my post on this morning. <laughs> Supernatural, if you will believe. Yeah. Um, Tell me what you've seen during these events or what what have you seen the children operate in? Um, Well, I I think we have some of the most extraordinary miracles really happen on the youth trip and it'll happen through the youth. And my own niece went and it was so fun. I was at the church she was at and we went to snacks afterward and she was just so excited. And she's like, "I I healed someone with leukemia tonight. And of course I was the adult and I was like, now how do you know, like, you know, cause that can't be tested until she goes back to the doctor. But she then talked about, you know, this woman came in and she didn't have the strength to even be there. She didn't have the strength to stand. She couldn't, um, just couldn't be out for very long. And when they were done praying, she left, she had strength, like the, the vitality came back to her body. And so we don't know, we don't have it confirmed by a doctor that she was healed. But for my niece, she knew that God had touched this woman. And another another um, outreach that she had, she went into a person's home and they were praying for this woman that had scoliosis and the bones began to crack and the body going back into place. And she got to hear that and experience that when she prayed. And so that was just my niece. And, and really, you know, I've been traveling for years and I haven't seen some of those kinds of miracles. I hear about them from other team members, 
but haven't seen them from my own hands. And here's my niece. It's the first time she's ever on a trip. And she's like, oh, yeah, God did this, you know. And it just becomes this, not that she's not amazed by what God does, but, you know, it just becomes normal for God to be God and to really heal. What I like about your ministry is it's kingdom. And I sort of chuckled um, to myself last night as I saw Dr. Randy Clark and his uh, teaching and his administration of the healing, um, and he had results. But then when he brought the team up and you could see the increase in the numbers from the people that he was mentoring. So yeah. I thought, isn't it, it, God keeps us humble and it's always, um, it always amazes me how, how that all works, that he doesn't, um, all the glory goes to him. We couldn't heal a flea, could we? We couldn't. But we know that Jesus, because his word says so, when people ask me, how do you know it's God's will? Well, because his word says so. Um, it doesn't matter what I think. Doesn't matter matter what charity knows, does it? Right. It matters what the word of God says. Right. And it is supernatural because he said he's watching over his word to perform it. He said, We have not because we don't ask God. So then last night at that service, um, we were asked to go pray for someone someone else. We were gonna go pray for um, an individual. Um, that was standing. So I actually went over to pray with a woman and uh, my name is Angel and that was her nickname was Angel. Oh, wow. Now she was on an opposite section from where I was sitting. Um, the things that I prayed for for her was exactly some of the same things that I've been believing God for in my own life. Um, it was just only God could do that. Only God could do that. Sometimes I think he sets us up just to say, I know. I know what you're praying. I know what you need. Just trust me. I know I've got this. You know? And it's it's fun. And I think, too, there's something about sowing into someone else that we reap a harvest from it. I really believe that. Yep. I do, too. Because God's Word says so. Right. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What else would you like to share with the listeners today, Charity? Um. I think my heart is just that people know that God loves them. You know, it and it we talk so much about the supernatural and even the you know, these signs will follow if you believe. And sometimes we make that about a works thing. If I just have to work up the belief, you know, and I think it's just coming into that simple relationship that it's not that they follow if you believe and if you have strong faith, but you know, Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. And so if we need more faith, he's the one who gives it to us. It's all about what he's done. And it, you know, the justification by faith through, you know, through grace or by grace through faith. And so even in being justified by faith and, and operating by faith, these signs will follow if we believe, which is faith, but all of that is by grace. And so I think that's what I want to leave with people is that it really is just relationship with God. We fall in love with him and the rest of it's part of the full package. We get everything when we get him. And so there's just nothing about it that we have to work up. We just get to fall in love. Wow, that's a good word. I love that song, Give Me Jesus. Yeah. You know, it is people today, we all 
we like nice things we desire um, different things in this world but you know what um, I'll take Jesus yeah you'll take Jesus won't you charity I will yeah yep. I want to um, talk to you a little bit about the scripture that says it's not by might it's not by power but it's by his spirit can you tell me a little bit about how you see the spirit of the of the Lord moving on the earth today? Um, let me think about the question for a moment. I, I think as because I, I travel a lot, so um, I've been in about 30 nations with Global Awakening um, and have been in four continents in the last month, you know, and so um, I think what I, I see happening is just not only um, the conviction of repentance and people coming into relationship with the Lord, but I, I think maybe because of the, the venues I'm going into, I go into a lot of churches, and so we're equipping the body of Christ, but I see people coming into their identity, and it, it's what Jesus provided on the cross, and just a revelation of all of this is mine, and it's, it's kind of like the older brother, you know, he came into the revelation because his brother came home and there was the jealousy, but the father's revelation to him was all of this is yours. You could have had it at any time. And I see that that's what I see happening as I travel. I see people coming into the revelation. This is already mine. I could have this any time. Anything in the kingdom I can ask my father for. And, it, you know, it's my Amen. inheritance. Amen. Well, on that note, I want you to pray for our listeners today. I'd actually like you to, to um, speak to the youth. Okay. Um, if you would, please, Charity. Thank you. Yep. And so, Father, I, I do bless the listeners, those who are listening right now. I pray that there would be a revelation of your love. Lord, that you would just come and just hit the hearts. You would crack open the walls, those unscalable walls, Lord, that that sometimes we put up, and especially the youth, Lord, there's so much pain in life. And um, a lot of time when we're young, we don't know how to, to process the pain. And so we just build up walls. And so I pray that you would come and just tear open the walls, come and encounter them, Lord. And I pray not for religion, Lord, not for another form of godliness, but Father, I pray that they would experience the power of God, the reality of God, and they would be so overcome by the love that you have for them that it would set them for life. And Lord, in um, the book of Joshua, it ends and it says that as long as those who uh, lived, who experienced God, Israel stayed with you. And so experiencing you is a key to remaining faithful. So I pray for those experiences for these listeners in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, Charity. And thank you, listeners, for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.